So, this is the third sugya we're chazering, the sugya of Shara Mord. Um, it's a smaller sugya, certainly much more condensed and localized than the sugya of Shein Varegel B'Shusar which spread out about four blot in the Gemara. And the, the conversation is also much more focused. When it came to Aish, trying to prove whether Aish is Chitzev or Ramono, we had to spread beyond the parameters of Aish. Somehow we couldn't understand Aish internally. So how do we spread beyond the parameters of Aish? Let's see how Aish operates when an animal takes the fire rather than the wind. Let's see how Aish operates when a human being takes the fire. Let's see how Aish operates where you use Aish to kill someone. So there wasn't internal mechanics, there weren't internal factors sufficient to help us understand how Aish operated, so Chazal had to look for applications. What would Aish do for Kamlai? What would Aish be for Tamun? What would Aish be for Daladvaran? Whereas with Muad, it's much more internal. What I mean by internal, how, what, when, where, and how. The whole question of how to become a Muad, we look inside, internal, to how do you become a Muad, how long does it take to become a Muad, what process you need to become a Muad. So the how, what, where, when, and, and, and why of Muad is much more internal than with H. With H, we were looking at applications. Here, we're looking at internal anatomy of Muad. Okay, so that's number one. Number two you basically have the conversation at three different levels. There's a fundamental machlokas tanayim, Rav Meir Behuda. There's a fundamental machlokas amarayim, Rav Papa and Rubzvid. They just happen to be separated by about 15 blots, and so no one sees them together, but Chavzalat has to be read next to Lamed Zayim. It's about 13 blots away. And you have a fundamental question, which Gemara didn't really tag to anyone, Yehudi Tura, Yehudi Gavra. So those seem to be, in terms of how Chazal were trying to distill or crystallize, they crystallize it in three conversations. Remember Yehuda's conversation crystallized it with the follow-up of Abayi and Rava. Repapa and Rizvid were circling the question. Then the Gemara introduced this question, somehow there was the same question we expect to be bubbling or bursting up. Okay? So those are the two things, the meta, the meta dynamics of the sugya, to contrast it, let's say, with Aish. Let's say Shane Regel, Bersha Sarabin was much more similar. No, we didn't really have to look at Shane Varegel on Yom Kippur, or Shane Varegel Vyhertzach. It was all internal to what type of Rosh Sarabim, what happens if it's Rosh Sarabim with local bubbles of Rosh Sarabim, what happens if it's a boundary between Rosh Sarabim and Rosh Sarabim, what happens if the food is rolling and moving from place to place. Whereas with Aish, it was hard to dissect. There's a little bit in the sixth parak, but we didn't really learn the sixth parak of Aish. What type of Aish you're chayef for, what type of Aish you're putter for. But most of it was applications. What happens if a dog takes it? What happens if you kill someone? What happens if the Tal Devarim? What happens if a Cheshav takes it? You and the Cheshav So these were exotic cases and applications to help us better understand Aish. Okay? The third methodological point before we start the sukkah is, of course, when we are discussing Muad, we're really discussing Tam. We really want to know why is Tam chayev only chatzinezek. Namely, what does it take to be a Muad and upgrade yourself to normal payments, Shane Regal, Bor Aish-like payments, is a backhanded way of saying, why does Tam not pay normal payments? What makes Tam irregular? So every the two models we'll present about Muad are really going to be um, portals to help us reflect why Tam pays Chatzin Nezek, which in turn is a larger question, what is the driver of Chiv Nezek? What makes Tam deviant and why it pays less and why it's abnormal is itself a reflection of what's the normal. What's the primary Mechaev of Nezek? If the primary Nezek of Chayev is X, then Tam has to be abnormal because of something related to X. It's X, it's X minus. But if the normal, we've talked about all these machayv, the normal machayv of mammon is Y, then Tom, because it gets a reduced payment, has to be a Y minus rather than an X minus. To a degree, we talked about this a little in Tesvav, 
Machlokas between Rapapa and Rapuna Brady of Yeshua. Rapapa held Palginiska is a mammon. Which basically Rapapa said that Karen is not really that much different. Karen is like Shane and Regel. You should be Chayv 100 from the get go. You know what? The Torah just gave you a little break. The Torah gives Bora a break. The Torah gives Aisha a break. The Torah gives Shane a break. So the Torah gives Karen a break. But the Chatzinazik Yisrael David isn't reflective of any inner deviance between Karen and the rest of the world of Mazik. It just means the Torah gave you a discount. We don't paskin like Rapapa. We have a clear Gemara Tesvavim Beis, Vahashta, Damrin, and Palaganiska Knasa. We can't be Gova and Bavel, the whole Gemara Tesvavim Beis. We paskin like Rafuna, Brady, Rav Yeshua, and Palaganiska Knasa. Which means there's something glaringly deficient about Karen. Karen Tam, Pesach, not just because the Torah has Rachmanus on you and it's clemency and it takes it easy. Karen is fundamentally less than Shane Regulation Bor within the world of Mazik. But however you define a Mazik, that element that's so crucial, the X factor for Mazik, Karen is less of it. And Karen is less of it, therefore pays Chatzinezik, and Muad restores it. So essentially, it's a three-tiered conversation. Studying about Muad is going to help us understand Tom. Studying Tom will help us understand Nezik. So we're at the fourth level. We're going to talk about a detail of Muad. How can a detail of Muad help us understand Muad, which in turn helps us understand Tom, which in turn helps us understand Nezikin? We're going to focus primarily on the lower two levels, but always keep those leveling and tiers in mind so you can always see where you are, spacing-wise. Not just teach you a lot about horizontal spacing of a sukkah, right? Where things belong, where things should be placed. When a Rishon is taking, talking within this shita, or Rishon is speaking within that shita, there's also vertical spacing. What level are you on in the sukkah? Are you discussing an A-level conversation, or B-level conversation, or a D-level conversation, which is reflective of a C-level, B-level, A-level conversation? So always look at your spacing in the sukkah, where you place the various components of the sukkah. Okay, without further ado, let's learn the sukkah. But before we learn the sukkah, even when you read Parsha Shemos, we're already starting to see the Chakira. Sometimes the Chakira is already latent in the Pesachim. On the one hand, when the Torah describes Mord, Im noda ki shor nagahu. Namely, you know, the Baal knows, he knows, he realizes. It's about prior knowledge. Which means, okay, taking our first side of the Chakira, you can use your table as a general frame of reference, that... I'll say it, I'll articulate more, then I'll reverse articulate Tom. After three Gorings, Hillel, you're just sitting in the hot seat. After three Gorings, Hillel, you should have known better. And since you didn't know better, you're a full Poshea. And since you are a full Poshea, tisk tisk, right? Since you are, never miss an opportunity. Since you are a full Poshea, you should pay Nezek Shalin. Now, what happens after three Gorings? There is a subtle difference. Our three Gorings revelatory, or are they conditioning? Namely, after three gorings, have I discovered the animal always had violent tendencies, and therefore he'll have to be more careful if he's not into full poshaya? Or after three gorings, the animal Pavlovian conditions itself to be violent, and therefore he'll should be careful. I didn't make a big deal about that, Chakir. I don't think that's at the heart of the circuit. It's a very nuanced question. I don't think there are that many nafkaminos. I think the big nafkaminos which you have on your table, which we'll talk about for a moment. In the end of the day, whether the three Nagichos, Henry, condition the animal to be violent, or the three Nagichos demonstrate the animal is always violent, doesn't make a difference. Right now, Hillel, you know you have a violent animal in your hands, and if you don't watch a violent animal, you're a poshea through the nose, and you pay Nezek Shalom through the nose. So I'm less interested, if you want the language you'll see in some Svarim, are three Nagichos a Beirur, or three Nagichos a Hergel? Do three Nagichos prove what, what the truth was, or three Nagichos create the tendency? I don't think it's a major, major factor in the sukkah. I don't think it affects that many halachas. 
Now, I'll reverse describe Tom, which means that Tom, Yoni, was, how could you know that your animal, Betsy, is going to gore? You know your animal, Betsy, is going to eat, because that's what I mean, that's what animals do. They eat. You know your animal is going to step on things. That's what animals do. Regular derech ilucha. You know a boar is going to create damage, because that's what boars do. But you have no way of knowing, you saw, David, that your animal is going to start goring and biting and stomping. So for a while, you could claim, I'm not that much of a poshaya. First round of the gicha, I'm not so much of a poshaya. Second round of the gicha, I didn't expect this. Third time was no geach, but after three times, Hillel, you now know that your animal always was violent, or your animal is now violent, and on that fourth negicha, you can't claim, oh, yeah, I just didn't know, I didn't know about it. You can't make that claim. Since you can't make that claim, you're a full-blown poshea, and a full-blown poshea pays, pays, a little tired today, pays, nezek shalit. Namely, the whole drama of Tam Timur is about expectation. Expectation trigger, triggers level of negligence. Negligence triggers level of payment. If you were to expect your animal to damage, you're a full poshea. Shane and regal is expected. Animals eat and walk. Care and time is unexpected. After three times, you have to know your animal has been proven to be violent or your animal has become violent. You have to be more careful. Since you weren't careful, your level of pshia now has risen to the ranks of a full pshia, being mechaivu, nezek shalim. Namely, going back to Parshas Mishpatim, im noda kishor nagach. That phrase represents the first model. You know that you have a shor nagach. Now you pay Nezek Shalim, and possibly even Kofar. Remember, if we really wanted to do this right, we would then learn the entire circuit of Kofar, because Kofar is the second side of Mu'ad. Mu'ad shifts from Chazi Nezek to Nezek Shalim. Mu'ad also shifts from non-Kofar to Kofar. So we'd have to now learn all the halachas of Kofar, then compare the two circuits. We touched on Kofar a little bit here or there, but we just didn't have enough time to fully, fully extend on Kofar, but the full sugi would mean what happens for a mu'ad. There are two things that happen for a mu'ad. We focused on the transition from Chatzinezek to Nezek Shalim, less so on the transition from non-Kofar to Kofar. But that would take another week or two just to really delve into Kofar. The other approach, which is an approach that the Rebbe Selvechik talked about a lot in his Sefer, which is, and we'll see how we can prove this in the sugyos, is that a mu'ad is not just proving or generating violent tendencies. It takes more than that to upgrade you in Nezek Shalim. Because, and I'll talk about this in a moment, the Chatzin Nezek wasn't just a product of lack of expectations and lack of Shia. Chatzin Nezek, a Tom, is not a Mazik. An animal is not considered a Mazik for Goring. Because animals don't do it. Like, you're not a Mazik. You can't be Chayv, even if you knew it would happen, unless you have a Mazik. The transition from Tom to Mur, the three Nagichos, are aimed to halachically convert the animal, maybe even the Baal, into a Mazik. We call halachic conversion chaloshem. Whenever a halachic status changes, that's called a chaloshem change. Remember, chaloshem means a new halachic status with new halachas that come from that. So if let's say, I don't know, let's say today, Avi Kohn were to go out and surprise us all and get married. No, don't take me literally. Your halachic status would change. Tonight you'd be a Baal, and as a Baal, you have a you have the whatever. Anytime you do a halachic action and you change your chaloshem, don't get lost. I see a lot of people get lost in the world of lamdos, chaloshem this, chaloshem that, chaloshem that. Every halacha change is only meaningful if there are constituent halachas that stem from it. So unless halacha changes, it's not a chaloshem. That's the oh, new chaloshem hekdish, it's asr b'meila. Oh, new chaloshem eshazish, new chaloshem grusha, new chaloshem nadar, there are halachas that apply. If halachas haven't changed, then halachic statuses don't change. There's no such thing as halachic status change without halachas. It's obvious. Or else it won't be part of the halachic system. So we're trying to change the animal's status 
from not being a mazik. It's not the drama, Henry, isn't in your head and your expectations and your negligence and your. The drama is much more formal. We have to take the animal, maybe the animal, maybe the person, and change their status because otherwise you'd never reach nezek shalim. Because this animal could gore five thousand times, and we know this animal is a super violent animal. Until you go through the process that converts a non-mazik into a mazik, you don't pay nezek shalim. Because even though you're the most negligent person in the world, you're not chayiv to pay unless you're negligent about a mazik. We talked about this a little bit with Shar Darke Linture, Bar Darke Linture, and Daftes. The chayiv above Akam is not pshia, that's shomrim. You agreed to be a shomer, you violated your contract, you pay for the betrayal. The chayiv of Niski, chayiv Adam Amazik, Maisen Nezek, that we know, chavala. But the chayiv of Niski Mamun is if you are negligent, about a mazik. Because again, we're always circling Yehuda around this calibration between sustainability and liability. Too much liability, society shuts down. You're high for everything. Too much sustainability, no liability, then no one pays. So we have to always create a system where on the one hand we protect victims, on the other hand we encourage industry, we encourage animals. <laughs> so how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu help us calibrate between the two? Part of the calibration is you're not high for Shia. You're high for Shia on the mazikim that you own. Things that are not mazikim, you're not high. That's why the Torah actually says this is anti velvel to a degree. Right? Torah say, I'll give you a list of mazikim. Mazik 1 is Aish. Mazik 2 is Bar. Mazik 3 is Shein Varegel. Mazik 4 is an animal after it gores four times irregularly. A little bit against velvel. Velvel says anything the monoshizik is chayev. So I don't know if velvel would agree with what I just said, but the Rav certainly talked about it in the miniature sense, that the conversion of a tam to a muad is a formal conversion of the animal, and possibly, as we'll see, the Baal status. Because just escalating the pshia is not going to be enough. Just saying, oh, really, you should have known, you should have known. Yeah, but this is not a mazik. Animals don't go around goring. There's not lions and tigers. That we saw in the previous parak. But regular domesticated animals, they're not considered mazikin. Since they're not considered mazikin, you can never pay nezek shalim until you convert them formally into a mazik. That's our question. Let's see how we discussed it, what machloksin, what issues, what rishonim fell along the lines of this question. The key one, the mothership, the most famous machlokis, surrounds... Not how many, because we know that in the Torah it's three, although that itself will be up for grabs, as we'll see. But surrounds, whether it's events or days. Rebbe Meir, in the Mishnah, we could just at least try to tag some of the cases we saw, so everyone turn to Davchav Gimlom and Beis. Rebbe Meir says that even if you have three pe'amim, three negichos, namely not just three negichos scattered on three days, but three negichos condensed into one day. And Rebbe Meir proposes a Kavachomer which appears to be logical. If the spreading of Negichos, if Negichos spread over a period of time, proves, slash, conditions, violence, then certainly intense, con- condensed Negichos accelerate the process of proving or generating conditioning violence. Or in the Gemara's language, Richak Negichos of Chayev, Kirav Negichos of Lokal Shekin. Rav Yehuda argues, Rav Yehuda requires three Negichos spread across three days. And the question is, why does Rebbe argue? So there are two ways for Rebbe to argue. Because Rebbe is making two assumptions. A, he's assuming that it's all logical. You don't need anything formal. Therefore, if I can create or prove violence over three days, I can create or prove violence in one day, in a condensed form. I can can it in one day. And he's also assuming that if it's all just logical and, and empirical and psychological in the case of the animal, then I can condense it because I can accelerate the process. Rebbe Huto could either agree with Rebbe you're right, 
Becoming a mort is just about proving, just about conditioning. But I disagree with you. An animal that gores on three different days has proven to be violent. An animal that gores on one day, he had a headache. He's trucking up to a bad day, he had indigestion. Animal had a bad day. So you're right, the whole drama of mort is proving, generating violence. But three days proves it. One day doesn't prove it. Who said that svara? Who gave that svara for Behuda? Anyone remember? Miri. The Miri. Behuda buys into Rav Meir's concept. He just says, in this case, you can't really apply because there's an amasla. The reason the animal did that is because it had a bad day. Or, and it seems more likely like that, at least from the Gemara, Behuda was arguing with Rav Meir fundamentally. Behuda says, and I'll tell you why it sounds like, maybe you could tell me, there are some areas in Shas, there's some areas in halacha which are not just conditioning, proving. There's some areas that you're changing a status, and to change a status, sometimes, not all the time, this is a fascinating question, to change a status, sometimes you just need time, not events. I will prove to Rabbi Huda that A, mu'ad is a status change, and since it's a status change, it's not events, it's rather time. What prototype, what paradigm does Rabbi Huda cite to show that a status change sometimes needs the passage of time rather than events that are condensed and accelerated. What does he quote? Zava. If the first approach were true, why is Rebbe quoting Zava? It's an internal Mord conversation. Rebbe Meir felt that Mord is proving violence, and you can prove violence in three straight times, not just three days. Rebbe says, you know what, maybe the animal had a headache. Why does Rebbe have to quote Zava? The fact that he quotes Zava, and Tosos already picked up on this, indicates that Behuda is trying to switch the conversation, not win the conversation. The first approach, you try to win the conversation. Oh, you think you can prove violent tendencies in one day? You can't. The other is, it's not about violent tendencies. It's about transforming the animal, and some transformations require the passage of time. And I'll prove it to you. What does the Gemara say? Amru lay. So they told him, sounds like it's not just Behuda, but the Chachamim, line number two in the Gemara, Haftal, let's try to read the key lines. Amru lay zava tochiach, Azava can't be condensed into one day. Now, what's fascinating about this, just historiographically, is did Rabbi Huda actually say this? Did other Chachamim say this? Can we create a split between why the Chachamim argued on Rabbi Meir by quoting Zava and how Rabbi Huda would argue on Rabbi Meir? It's interesting that the Amrulai is like there's a new voice here. It sounds like all the Chachamim were teaming up against, against Rabbi Meir. And who knows where Rabbi Huda was when that statement was made. Maybe he went out to the bathroom or something. And then they all attacked Rabbi Meir with their amulet. We're going to quote Zava. But again, that's historiographically. It's hard to know. You know it's speculative. But if we take the amulet as reflective of Rabbi Huda, why in the heck would you be quoting Zava if your whole point was internal to Negichos? Oh, you think you could prove violence? Maybe you could answer, just like the animal had a bad day. Maybe the woman had a bad day. And that's why you can't condense the rias. But this is a It doesn't seem that way. This is essentially how Tosos understood, although he doesn't tell us what Rabbi Huda holds. Again, as we had the other day, we're hearing Rabbi Meir's retort to Rabbi Huda's claim. But sometimes when you hear a retort, say, Arya, come in a conversation late. And, you know, uh, Yishai says something to you that I didn't hear, and I says, oh, Yishai, you're just so arrogant about Philadelphia. So I could probably, like, rewrite, he was probably talking about Philadelphia and how nice it is and whatever, how great scholars and residences are. I don't know, he's probably saying something nice about Philadelphia. So I could always reverse a conversation, even if I come and lighten the conversation. So since Tosasin are written as fragments, they don't take us line by line, so we don't always have what everyone was saying, we only have Tosos clocking in with the third level of the conversation. Let me tell you, the first two levels of the conversation that Tosos doesn't give us, then there's the third level. Rick Mayer says, Kirov works. I don't mean Kira, I mean Kira. Right? Kira always works. Kira of the Gichosov works. 
Why Tosdin tell us? Peter says, it doesn't, just like Zav does it. I don't know, Tosdin tell us. Then Tosdin tells us Rav Meir's response. Rav Meir's response, third stage is, oh, come on, Rabbi Yehuda, don't prove Muad from Zava. Zava needs time because it's a separate thing. But don't compare Muad to Zava. Muad is just conditioning and proving Zava is exeritzakasav. It sounds like Tosus understood that that was the conversation. Reb Meir said, Kirev, if you responded, you can't be Makarev because even though Hochacha and Beiru can be accelerated, but their halachic status changes the can't and Zava's the paradigm. And Reb Meir said, you know what? Split between Zava and Moor. They're not the same. Zava has Xeris Akasav. What's the Xeris Akasav? Who knows? We didn't spend so much time on this. What's the Xeris Akasav that, according to your mayor, delimits this whole, you need three days to Zava, but doesn't allow us to bridge it over to Moor? Vizos, Tihiyah, Tum Aso, Bizovo. So we have the word Vizos. It's only limited to Zava and Zava. So let's read Tosvos. Tosvos says, V'yeshlomar, Dahachikamar, Dibra Maschal Harei. Again, you have to know at which stage of the conversation you're hearing it, and you have to try to rewrite the other stages of the conversation which preceded it that you don't have. I would love to know how Tosvos understands Rav Meir and how he understands Rav Huda's retort. All we get is the retort to the retort. V'yeshlomar, Rav Meir is saying, Oh, Rav Huda, big equation between Muad and Zava? No. There's a Xeris HaKasav. I agree that Zava is a Xeris HaKasav. He doesn't tell us what the Xeris HaKasav is, but it needs time, but Muad isn't. Let's see tells us. The Torah says specifically you can't accelerate. Whoa. Zava has nothing to do with Mechzakos and Hergel. And that's not what Zava is. Zava is something else. Tosas doesn't give us the brisker language, but I'm fitting in for Xeris Akasa, the Chaloshem change. But by Muad, Tosas doesn't even give us the second part of the sentence, but by Muad, words only, right? Zava is not Muchzakos, therefore it needs time. What is Muchzakos by implication? What? Shor Muad is Muchzakos, and that doesn't need time. Ramirez says Muchzakos is Tosas' word for Hergel and for. Okay, we saw Tosas and Baba Basra, but since a lot of guys didn't bring in the Baba Basra, Tosas and Baba Basra, within a particular Havamina, also seem to talk about a status change in ways that Tosas and Baba Kama didn't talk. Tosas just says, there's a Kasa for Zava within Rebbeir, but Muad is Mokzakos, giving us the impression that Abihuda equated Muad to Zava. And they were both status changes, and that's why you need time. So this seems to be the breakout machlokas. If you're asking me, when was this conversation first tabled in the base Medrash? It was around the year, let's just call it 100, well, yeah, about 120 BC, uh, CE, after Rebbe was teaching his Talmidim, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Huda, he taught his Talmidim, right? These were his latter-day Talmidim. Most of the Talmidim died in like Bohemir, so these were later Talmidim. And his Talmidim, maybe after he was Nifter, this is the first time that our Chazal really put forward this question of what a Muad is. Now, we have two ways to understand Rebbe Huda, okay? So let's review the Machlokas. So Rebbe Meir makes two assumptions. A, Muad is just about logical, empirical conditioning or disclosing, and therefore you can accelerate it. Either Abihuta agrees that it's just logical proving and disclosure, but none of these logical disclosures or provings and conditionings can be ever accelerated. Abihuta's not a fan of acceleration. He likes to take things slow, whatever has to happen normally. He's not an accelerator. Or Abihuta says, look, in general, I agree with you. Things that can be proven or generated over time can be accelerated. But Mu'ad is not a proving thing. Mu'ad is just a status change. You just need time. Mu'ad and Zava are in a class by themselves. Zava and Mu'ad, or other things in Allah, are in a class by themselves. He is not, an, he's not an, 
doesn't oppose, he's not an enemy of acceleration. It just says Mord and Zavar are just in a different category because they're status changes that require time. The Nafkamina would be the big, big Nafkamina is what the Machlokas between Haran Hussein and Behuda. What? No, that's a little bit later. The Machlokas between the Marami Rottenberg and the Magad Avram. Is Rabbi Huda a fan of acceleration? According to the first approach, Rabbi Huda says, I don't accelerate. Mord is empirical, but you just can't accelerate. You have to prove it over time. I'm not a fan of acceleration. Therefore, Rabbi Huda would never, never tolerate accelerating a process into one day or condensing it. Never. Whereas the second shot, you saw, Dava says, Rabbi Huda is a fan of acceleration, just not for Mord, not for Zava, because those are status changes. The Nafkamina would be, can you say, Vesein Talomata, Livracha, 90 times, and train your tongue to say it, like the Marami Rottenberg wanted to suggest, quoted by the Torah, and He suggested it. Remember, as every Pasuk, like Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Huda, you can't say halacha unless it's Rabbi Huda. That's the kasha of the Magad Avram. Magad Avram says, wait a second, how could you suggest this game for Saint Talomatar? We hold like Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda's against acceleration. The Marami Rottenberg evidently understood, like the second approach. Huda's not an anti-acceleration person. He's fine with accelerating things like Vesein Talamata Levracha. He just won't allow acceleration in Mord, because Mord is not about proving and conditioning. Mord's about his Chaloshain change. That just needs time. But training your tongue, Henry, it's not about a Chaloshain. It's trying to change your tongue status. Your tongue doesn't have new halachas after Vesein Talamata Levracha. Oh, now your tongue is more to eat. It's still usher. So training your tongue to say Vesein Talamata is purely conditioning your tongue to know how to say Vesein Talamata rather than saying Vesein Bracha. So would Rabbi Huda accept acceleration Namely, Kirov, would he accept Kirov when it's not about a Chaloshim? According to the first shot, he's an anti-Kirov man. He doesn't like Kirov, no matter what. And the Magad Avram would be right. You can't paskin this trick of saying Talamata according to Behuda. Whereas the Marami Rottenberg maybe thought that Behuda is pro-Kirov when it applies, but not when halachic statuses are changing and those need time, like Zava and Muad. But in general, he's a fan of it, and he would allow that acceleration. So it seems like this question was then talked about thousands of years later through a slightly different prism. Can we stretch a Behuda to other areas and allow Kirov, or Behuda basically puts the kibosh from Kirov? Kirov will never happen, as the Magen Avram suggested. Okay, the second Afkamina is a little bit more subtle, but it's still important to see. What's the second Afkamina? Okay, let's see the Gemara. It sounds as if that within Rebbe Yehuda, there's a sub-machlokas. What's the sub-machlokas? Abai and Rava. But it's a strange Gemara. Let's read it together, because I don't think we read it that carefully the first time, because there's so much lumbus to talk about. Now let's read the Gemara. My time of Rebbe Yehuda. Okay, so first of all, just because we always like to point out methodologically sound moments, this is a methodologically sound moment. The Mishnah is saying, I don't need to explain Rebbe Meir. Remember, it makes sense. My time is Rebbe Why would you not accelerate? The acceleration concept is so logical. So whenever the Gemara says, my time is X, it's because why? It's the intuitive. We always start our sugyas. What's the intuitive shita? Let's give a chedesh for the last intuitive shita. Here you see Chazal doing the same thing. My time is Rebbe Remember, it doesn't need a pasuk. Remember, it makes sense logically, as the Gemara will say in a moment. My time is Rebbe Yehuda. I'm Rabbi Yitmol, Chad, Mitmol, Tre, Shilshem, Tlasa, Velishmen, Abalav, Yichorvius. Rav Amar, Tmol, Mitmol, Chad, Shilshem, Tre, Velishmen, Ho'id, Nechayev. It sounds like Rav and Abai are not really having a machlokas. They're just having a machlokas, had a darsh in the psukim, that gets me to three negichos becoming a muad. And that's how Tosus understands. Tosus understands the last line in Tosus, just to see some of the key lines in Tosus. Dibur Masko Veloish Moreno, Uperish, the last five words. Mashmos, Darshan, Ikebenayu. Oh, Machlokas, Rav and Abayas, how do you get to the drasha? But there's nothing to see here, Alamdish and Halachalamai. So there's just a dash in this way, dash in that way, the extra chad, not the extra chad. 
But it doesn't sound that way from a very, very interesting Rabbeinu Israel. We talked about Rabbeinu Israel, two brothers, one was in Ezra, one was in Rabbeinu Israel, who very, very infrequently appear in Tosos, and when they lived, and they may have died, Al-Kiddush Hashem. So Tosos here quotes Rabbeinu Israel. We don't really have them too often in Shas, right? W, you made a list or someone, someone made a list of the Rabbeinu. We found like five or six times in Shas, right? Six times in Shas. But Tosos quotes Rabbeinu Israel that there is a halachic nafkamina between Abai and Rava. <coughs> Namely, and I'll just use the board today a little more frequently, according to Behirda, this is all within Behirda, right? Remember, place the shitas. We're not talking about Rav Meir. Rav Meir is Hargel Hochacha. This is Rav Meir, and Rav Meir says, Kirev, Lokal Shikin. Within Rav Yehuda, you need three days. Do you need three days because he's an anti-Kirev man? Or you need three days because Muad is a Chaloshin? So within Rabbi Yehuda, what happens if you have Negicha, 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 and then at the end, of, right before Shkia on the third day, another Negicha? Not before Shkia, I was making it that way. You need three days. But what about the fourth Negicha on the third day? What do you pay Nezek Shalom? Abayah says, no, you need three full days to become a Mord. Rava says, yes. You need three days, but if that fourth Nagicha occurs on the third day, you're Chayyab Nezek Shalom. Could this Machlokas between Abayi and Rava, Rava says, Nezek Shalom on this Nagicha, Abayi says, Chatzin Nezek on this Nagicha, and then Chayyab Nezek Shalom on the Nagicha on the next day. Could this be our Machlokas? Namely, when the Behuda required three days, we're operating within Behuda Shita, you need three days. Was it because you need three days to become a Mu'ad? And you will not become a Mu'ad unless three days have passed, period. Because you need days to create status change. So until that third day is over, you are not a Mu'ad. That's the sheet of Abaye. Nigicha Revias on the third day will not be Mechaivya. Or like the Miri, you know why Rebbe required three days, just to avoid any excuses. But once we have Nigichas in three days, we obviously have no excuses. So at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. on day number three, we know this animal is violent on three different days without the excuse of a headache. And now at 3.30, when he has his fourth Nigicha, he can pay Nezek Shalim. The spread of three days was not formal. Three days, no more, no less. Three days was just to prove the animal doesn't get headaches. Once we prove the animal doesn't get a headache because he gored on three different days, then he's shown to be violent. Hello? You have to know he's violent. And at 3.30 of day three, Nigicha Revias will be Machai of you. So the way Rabbeinu Ezreal analyzed the Machlokis, it sounds like Abai and Rav, remember, Yishai, this is all within a Behuda. Within a Behuda, you've got two vectors, two approaches. You need three days, but what about Negicha Revias on the third day? Abai says, no, you need to wait for the fourth day to be a Mord, because three days makes you a Mord. Until the three days are up, you're not a Mord. Whereas Rav says, at least according to Rabbeinu Ezreal, no, 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 we don't need three days to make you a Mord. We need three Negichos that can't be attributed to headaches. Once the Nagichas are spread over three days, the headache excuse falls away. Here I'm what? Hell, I'll watch your animal. You can't tell an animal had a headache. You go to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's not 3.30 on Wednesday. Watch your animal. If you didn't watch your animal at 3.30 on Wednesday, you pay Nezek Shalom. So it sounds as if these are the two machloks in, within Rabbi Huda, right? Imagine a 1,600-year trajectory. Rabbi Huda and Rameir were talking in the year 100. They had their machlokas. 200 years later, 300, 350, Abai and Arava came and had their sub-machlokas in Behuda and Rameir. A thousand years later, not a thousand, the Maharami Rottenberg is the 13th century, the 14th century in France, and Maharami is the 17th century in Poland. But then, a little bit later in history, 
But it's still all trying to understand a behutter of mayor, trying to understand a board. This is one way to try to understand a mood, time or days, when a behutter opposed acceleration was an anti accelerator, or we say no, mood is different, zava is different, you're changing your status. You can't be a machayibadir nezik shalim just by escalating levels of Shia. Animals are not considered mazikin for goring. It's so irregular. It's such a shinoi. You can't be called a mazik, even with kavana lahasik. Kavana maybe makes it more of a mazik. But if we stress the shinoi, as the Rambam did, you stress the shinoi, you can never be a mazik until we call you a mazik. To call you a mazik, we need time. Okay? One more sub-conversation about this, which the Rishona may have felt addresses this. Okay? So now we're not talking about time or events. Now we're talking about how many. So that's, even though it's axiologically a more fundamental question, how many nigichos you need, but it's such a peripheral issue to the sigya, I wanted to go through the mainstream conversation. The mainstream conversation is with Behuda and Rav Meir, Abaye and Rava, Ram Ruttenberg, and Nimogan Avram. Okay, how many nigichos do you need to become a mort? Dovi's looking at me like I'm the biggest Amaharats he's ever seen. Rabbi Tarakin, you're embarrassing us, you're embarrassing in front of our visitors, what do you think this is? They'll think you don't know what you're talking about. They'll probably be right. Everyone in their right minds know that you need three negichos. Unless you hold like two halachinogamel. Rebbe and Rashbag have a machlokas throughout Shas. Does three create a chazaka or does two create a chazaka? Four, Mila, two children die. Can the third child have a Mila? Four, black widows, a woman's husband died twice. Can she ever get married? Four, sterility, all sorts of questions. What would Rashbag, who has a two-part chazaka, a two-stage chazaka, what would you say about your amor? So here there's a big machlokas. The Nimukha Yosef and the Chachmei Svart and Yevamos, the Ramban, the Rashbag, they all say, yeah, why not? Muad is the same. If you, if you hold two, any other area in Shas, you can hold two by Muad. They say, by Targum is not such an idiot. Yeah, when he said you can have a Shar Muad after two Nagichos, according to the Rashbag, Okay? You'll get home to your aunt for Shabbos if you go. So have a trick question. How many, just as in Grush, how many times, how many gichos you need to be moored? Your uncle will say, well, three. No, according to Rashba, according to Yosef, according to Rambani, Yivamas, Afsamachdalit, two is enough. That doesn't interest me that much. Okay? That's, that's a shchidosh uh, in Rashba. What gets my attention is Tosos. Twice in Shas, Tosos being very, very cryptic. Once in Daf Chav Gimel Med Beis. Let's see Tosos. Chav Gimel Med Beis. Ezel Muad, guys. Tosos Chav Gimel Med Beis. Ezel Muad. Omeri. Dehad Aminin Bavah Yevim Tal Desasam Lantan Eshar Muad Kirashbag. Love Mishrim the Tevi Pluk to Bishar Muad the Mikray Dashina. Rashbag will concede that even though Aaron thought Kol Atarakula twice as a Chazaka, Muad needs three. Get my words. Muad needs three. One of your final three-word slogans. Muad needs three. Rebbe, Rashbag, I don't care. Muad needs three. Namely, in Lamdasha terms, Rashbag is machalik between Chazak and Kalatarakula and Muad. Even though Chazak and Kalatarakula is called Rashbag is two, Muad needs three. Why? I don't know. Tosin doesn't tell me. Tell me, Tosin. Why does Muad need three according to Rashbag as opposed to the rest of Chazakas? Could this be the Rashbag telling us, Hillel, when it comes to conditioning improving, two is enough. If I want to prove whether there's a genetic disposition in this family to die during Mila, two is enough. If I want to prove whether this woman kills her husbands, two is enough. If I want to prove whether the woman is sterile, two is enough. If 
Trying to prove anything, two is enough. But more is not about proving. More is about transforming and converting halachic status. And halachic transformations are three. Allah said. I'm sure this is possibly what Reshbag is saying. What he does, you just don't know. But that gets my attention. Does everyone see why when we learned, we learned Rashbag and Rebbe second after Rebbe Yehuda? Because we just want to appreciate this tells us without seeing Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda break open the sukkah. It's logically, Arya, a secondary question. The first question is how many you need. Once you decide you need three, days or time. But, but logically, you have to learn sometimes in the sukkah which mechlux to learn first and which mechlux to learn second. Here, even though logically if you were to build and write a legal book, issue number one, Henry, how many? Issue number two, days or time? But... Lambdas-wise, the Lambdas is in Rameyam Yehuda. That's why most people talk about it here. In Rashbag, we have a fundamental machlokas, but we don't really know why Rashbag would distinguish between regular Chazak and Kalatarakula and Sheremor. Okay? That's, look at my hands, guys, that's the first unit of this sugya. The first unit of this sugya is how many days or time. And again, I'm simplifying the things we didn't talk about, but that's the first question. The next question of the sugya is this whole interesting, again, I'm, I'm going a little bit following the order of our sugyas. I would go, if you asked me, if I were teaching, I don't know, just writing a book about Sharamur, like a coffee table book, I don't know, if you want to read a coffee table book, my next stop would be Rapapa Ribsvid. If you're a muad for only cows, then you're a muad for all sorts of animals, but that's not the way most people learn Baba Kama. You follow the Gemara, you follow the Gemara's next question, especially since it's all on, the, on one page of the Gemara. But now we're involved in a very fascinating question. And here the methodology is, listen carefully because this happens a lot, and we talked about it, where machlokas seems to be presented in grand terminology. Oh, isha misha mechitza, oh, isha misha memona, oh my goodness. And then afkaminos are very, very narrow. Which means the language may have just been dramatic, pneumatic to remember. Remember we saw memona doesn't really mean memona, just is anti-chitzav. Chitzav doesn't really mean chitzav, it's just a way of saying memona plus. So whenever you have these large, large this or that, and you think you have the categories, but then the nafkaminas are very, very narrow, be careful that they just, just be a manner of speech. So here, there's a manner of speech. The Gemara says, again, I said before, because of the Pasuk of Vehuad Bivalov, I didn't stress it enough, you have to be made on the bow and based in Vehuad Bivalov. Vehuad is a double entendre. Remember I talked about this earlier, I should have said it more clearly. I'll say it again. Okay, let's build our master table, the one you have in front of you. Is Muad a hergel or is Muad a chaloshen? Nafkamina number one, Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda. Nafkamina number two, Rashbag. What would Rashbag say? These are both how many? Okay. This proves that Tom is just less Shia. So the movement from Tom to Muad is a movement of warp Shia. Hello, which gets accomplished through more Harigel. This suggests that Tom is Eino Nechshav Mazik. So the transformation is to give it a Haloshem Mazik. Okay? This sounds like the Pasak Im Noda Ki Shor Nagach. You know, since you know you're a Poshea, since you're a Poshea, you pay. This version sounds like it stems from the word Vehuad Bivalov. Would sound like we have to come to Bastin and warn and the ballast to be there. Sounds much more formalized than just Hillel, you found out that your animal gores. There has to be a process in Bastin, which implies process to convert the status. Okay? So now the Gemara wants to know. Interesting. 
Liyudei Tura or Liyudei Gavra? Okay, that's some very powerful words. Are we trying to change the animal or change something about the Baal? But yet, as powerful as the Gemara's language is, there's really only one Nafkamina. What's the Nafkamina? Remembers? Can you have all three Edos and Asras in one day? So, this is a classic case in Shas where the language is very ambitious and the Nafkamina is only one. And the trick in the sugi is to know whether to build a huge, broad, dramatic machlokas, as the language suggests, or to say they're arguing about one small technical detail. So to build lambdas, we always like to start with the small technical details until we prove that it's something larger. That's the methodology. Be a minimalist until you're forced to say something, because necessity is the mother of lambdas. So I would think, based on the Gemara, that there's really only one nafkamina. Draw it on the board. Okay, everyone look at the board. This is a crucial part of the sugya. I'll use the board a lot today. First, we have to decide how to schedule the Negichos. Negichos, listen to my statement, Negichos cause more. We all know Negichos cause more. Look at me. Maybe that will change. But Negichos cause more. Based in, it's just collecting information and warning the Baal. But the Muad process, whatever it is, happens in the market, happens in the field, happens in the bull ring. That's where Muad happens. You need three Negichos to cause a more. That we know. Negicha, Negicha, Negicha. According to Reb Meir, one day is enough. According to Yehuda, you need three separate days. Okay, we all know that. We also know why. This is all prior information. Now there's one small itsy bitsy teeny weeny machlokas. What happens if the hasra, this is called hasra to the third, cubed hasra, <laughs> make it easy. Hasra, 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 namely the edus about each negicha happens all at once. All three groups of edim come trapsing into basin. He did negicha the first time on 10 o'clock. He did negicha the second time at 12 o'clock. He did negicha the third time at 2 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, they're all walking into basin, according to your mayor. Or according to Behuda, they all come here on this day, or they all come in theory on this day. Can we cluster all the edus? Can edus be clustered, or does edus have to happen? Okay. This is Yehudei Tura. We can cluster the Edus. Yehudei Tura. Or the opposite idea, that once I decide how the Negichos have to happen, and the Negichos create the Din Muad, I really need Hasra interlaced with the Negichos. So the map is first set by Negichos, then my question is, do I have to interlace the Edus within the map, or I can have all the Edus in the end? So this is Yehudei Gavra, Negicha, negicha, negicha. But I need hasra after each negicha. This is Yehudei Gavra. This is Yehudei Tura. You can cluster hasras. Yehudei Gavra, you have to interlace hasras. Okay, not a big deal. I can just say, it's like, I'm trying to warn Hillel. We all know what it is. Warning Hillel. Will Hillel sufficiently process information that's clustered? Hello, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Okay. But if I come at 1 o'clock, I don't, I hate you. And at 2 I hate you. Information that's passed on, not all at once, is more deeply absorbed. As opposed to the visual, passed on, it's overwhelming. You, you stop listening. Right? So, if I come and I say, three hasaraos at once, six, eight, and come into basin at one time, how seriously does it take them? It's just overwhelming. TMI, too much information. And they ate him come after each Nagicha. Hello, your animal damage. Oh my goodness. Hello, oh my goodness. Where's Zeppelin? We need him. Hello, the escalating. Oh my goodness. Hello, oh my goodness. The interlacing of Hasrals is only necessary for technical reasons because psychologically people don't assimilate information that's thrown at them all at once. 
And that would be the end of the sugi. There's no reason forcing me to say anything else because this whole grand machlokas, Gavra, has only one afkamina, can you cluster hasras? So I would assume the clustering of hasras or not is based on how seriously, namely, Hill, I would say, Mu'ad is pasha, it's just giving you, you know, information that you need, warning you, thereby making you more expectational and more negligent if you don't meet expectations. The question is, how do I get you to the point of seriously absorbing the fact that you're a cute little animal that you bought at the state fair, that you took pictures of your bar mitzvah on, is now a killer. <laughs> Takes a while for you to make that switch. So it may not be happy, may not happen if you get all the Adam come in one moment. That's what I would say. The break in the sugya is Rashi. And Rashi is based on the Gemara. Because the way I just presented it, this is a universal question. What creates more Negichos? How do the Negichos have to be mapped? That's a behutor of mayor. Once we map the Negichos, we have mayor, then we have two options. Negichos with clustered Hasros, namely Rebmeir, Negichos on one day with clustered Hasros to the end of the day, or Negichos in one day with interlaced Hasros between each Negicha. Or Rebihuda, separate day Negichos with clustered Hasros, or separate day Negichos with interlaced Hasros. Okay. Rashi says this whole question of Yudik Avra, Yudik Torah, is only a coin tribute. According to Reb Meir, cluster all you want. Cluster away. If you hold like Rebbe Yehuda, then I have to ask myself, can I cluster? According to Reb Meir, year day Torah, period. The whole question is, according to Rebbe Yehuda, and I'm going to, this is Reb Meir, Yehudei Torah, cluster the Hasrals, but if I hold, I'm switching the color. If I happen to hold like Rabbi Yehuda, and I happen to say you need three Negichos on three different days, now the Gemara is saying, oh, what well, was so clear according to the mayor isn't so clear according to the Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you, need, you may have to have Hasrals every single day after the Negicha. This is Yehuda Kavra. Or maybe we'll still say, the other side will still say, and you can cluster three Hasrels at the end. That's called unnatural associations. That's the bread and butter of Lambdas. What does the Machlokas about spacing the Nagichos have to do with clustering the Hasrels? They're separate conversations. First you decide how to space the Nagichos. That's with Mary Behuda. We talked about it. Once I know what my Negichos map looks like, then I know, right? You want to build roads, right? So first you decide where to build the roads in your country based on traffic. Then after you build all your roads, where should we put the gas stations? So some people say, let's put all the gas stations on one street. That's easier to deliver the gas. Same will say, you know what? It's not going to help because you'll run out of gas down the road. So, okay, so we decide the map based on population movement. And then once we have the map, then we put the gas stations based on secondary factors. So first we should decide the Nagicha map based on Rebmeir Behuda. Once we have the Nagicha map, we have a secondary unrelated question how to cluster or non-cluster Hasrals. What does the Gemara associate these two questions? According to no problem, cluster. According to Behuda, I'm not so sure. Rashi got it from the Gemara, because if you read the Gemara carefully, look at the Gemara. Ibailahu, look at the Gemara. Shlosha yamim diktani liuditiri gavra. Sounds like the Gemara says the whole question is only going to Rabbi Huda, not a coin trip there. That's where Rashi got it from. Rashi, Dibra Maschil Liude Gavra, 
That's where Rashi gives us the shout-out that this is only within the context of Rabbi Yehuda. Evidently, non-clustering of Hasrels is only necessary if you're a Rabbi Yehuda guy. If you're not a Rabbi Yehuda fan, then clustering is not an issue. Everyone listen carefully. I'm going to say this first modularly and then logically. This proves, Alicia, that Rabbi Yehuda is a different category not just a different logic. If he's just the same logic of Reb Meir, oh, it's all just proving violence and conditioning violence, but you can't do it in one day because the animal had a bad day, Reb is not a different category. If he's not a different category, there wouldn't be a new halacha in Reb It would just be the same category. The fact that the Gemara is wondering, can I cluster Hasros or not, only within Reb Yehuda, proves Reb Yehuda is discussing a whole different form of mort. And only within that form is the non-clustering mandate possible. This is deep, deep lambdas. This is really important. How do you know Rabbi Yudha disagrees with Mayor categorically or not? If there are new halachos that only apply to Mayor, because it's a different category. Davi, the Gemara came in and said, look, Mayor's form of muad, you know what, Adam, go into the other room. It's, it's a whole different room. In that room, cluster away. But if you're in this room, and you have this model of muad, maybe you can cluster. Why? Because if Rabbi Yehuda's three-day model of Mu'ad is transforming the status and transforming up statuses need time, then maybe you know what transforms the status, not just the Negichos that have to be mapped over three days, but also the conversation in Beisdin, the indictment in Beisdin, the Edus in Beisdin, the Vehu'ad Bevalov. If Negichos Yehuda are just to prove violence and to give Hillel the heads up, then all the Nagicha and all the Muad dynamic and the Muad metamorphosis happens in the bullring, happens in the courtyard, happens in the highway. But if we're trying to change the animal status, maybe status changes happen in Basin. And therefore, we have to come into Basin on separate days to create that. Maybe not. That's the black. Maybe the status change happens in the bullring. And we just need to give him a heads up so we should know about that status change. And you can cluster Hasros according to Rabbi Huda. But maybe, 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 the Gemara says, Yudei Gavra, you need to separate, interlace, slowly delay your Hasrals, because you need three different appearances in Basin, because the appearance in Basin and the Edas in Basin, the Vihuad Bivalav, is what changes the status. Hell, it's a sub-questionary Behuda. If you're talking about a status change, what creates a status change? The Negichos or the Negichos plus the Hasrals, or maybe, as we'll see later, maybe only the, maybe only the Hasrals. That's never a question according to Mary. Because the man never talked about status change. The talked about Freud or animal Freud. So there's animal Freud, it was just where the animal's angry. Who cares based in? Okay, you may need to delay that as well so that Hillel can properly process what you told him. But that would be a universal, unisex question. Same question. By shrinking the question and saying it's a question within Rabbi Huda, as the Gemara suggests, it's a Rabbi Huda question. Because Rabbi Huda's view of Nuad is so different. And within his view of Moab, we have a sub-question. Okay, we're trying to change the status. What changes the status? Negichos that are spread across three days, or Negichos and Asros that are spread across three days? That's the core of the Sugi. However, here's the second leap of the Sugi. Now I'm leaping twice. Whether you all the simple shot, or you all this shot, Azariah, no one ever took the word Yehude Gavra literally. Come on. Yudhi Gavra doesn't mean we're changing a man's status. It means, it's another way of saying, don't cluster Hasras. Yudhi Tura means cluster the Hasras. Let the animal gore three times and then we can 
cluster all the Hasrals. In the Gavra means, no, you need to come in in front of the guy once, in front of the guy twice, in front of the guy three times. In the Gavra is another way for the Gemara to say you need three separate Hasrals. No one in their right minds thinks that we're changing the status of the guy, of the owner. We're changing the status of the animal to a Masik. You're turning a non-Masik into a Masik. Henry, Yudhikavra is a very highfalutin way of saying, don't cluster Hasras. Yudhikavra means cluster away. Three Nagihos, however you map them and then cluster them. Yudhikavra means, you know what, talk to the guy on Monday, talk to the guy on Tuesday, talk to the guy on Wednesday. Or, according to a mayor, talk to the guy after the first Nagihah at 12 o'clock, talk to the guy after the second Nagihah at 2 o'clock, talk to the guy after the third Nagihah at 3 o'clock. Henry. It really doesn't seem like that. Like, Gemara says... Firstly, the guy with the Torah, and then Nakamina is this. It's not like Hasros, and then, okay, can you cluster Hasros? If you say the guy with the Torah, it says that, and that's sort of their high. As I told you, you're going to have that Ezra Hashem thousands of times in Shas, where the Gemara is lying, which is, and then once you start parsing it, the Nafkaminas are much, 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 much more narrow. This is a very extreme case, because it's really only one Nafkamina. Right? I don't know how many cases we saw. Like, even Palgunis Kanasa, Palgunis Gamona, right? We saw it may not be taken literally. There are enough communities in Babel. Like, how do you collect in Babel? And you can say that it's a Kanasa and you would still collect in Babel. So, very often, you know, there's like very, very bold statements, but when you whittle them down, the enough communities are very sparse and you have to decide which direction to take. You're taking Baruch Hashem, you have a Lundish ahead, so you're like a sixth sense for Lundish. Oh, maybe let's make it into a super Lundish issue rather than a more limited Lundish, but not necessarily Gavi. Is there anyone who says, there's also not being able to sell, showing what it keeps its one set. <laughs> no, not that I'm aware. It's a nice idea. But it's a nice idea. Okay, it'd be interesting. Does everybody keep its status? Yeah, actually, because you pass on that status to the next person because you pass on that information. It's, it's an interesting question where the animal goes, Hefker or stuff. I'm not aware of anyone that says that. Okay? Now, although there is some Gemara, let me check it later. There's some Gemara in the back of my mind. I have to wake up a little to think about it. But there's some Gemara that's dancing in the back of my memory about that. It's sure Hefker, so that she sold. Anyway, it's a good question. All right. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking about. But I have to see. Does it just Mishan if the guy knows it's a Mord? Or the Mishan Mishan, not a Mord. That's the Gemara I was thinking about, but I'm not sure that. We're going to pass it just Mishan, but I have to see that Shita. That would be in line with what we said. Okay. Who did say this idea that we're not converting the shore, but we're converting the person, v'huad bivala, bivala doesn't mean the guy's present, but we're changing his status. Said otherwise, Yehuda, you can never make an animal to a mazik. That will never happen. The only way to get to Nezek Shalem for Karen is not to convert the animal to a mazik, because animals don't normally gore, so it's not expected, it's not a mazik. But turning the person into a super rebel and a super negligent and a super defier and a guy doesn't listen to anyone. So Tosos already introduced it. He rejects it. Tosos, Dibra, Maschil, Henry. This is like an anti-Henry Tosos. Tosos knew that Henry one day would say, no, 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 don't listen to Henry. Don't think we're trying to change the guy to make him a moor to defy Basin. Because if we're trying to change the guy, you'd only pay Nezek Shalom on the fifth round because Nezek happens on Sunday. He didn't know about it. He was warned on Sunday he defied the warning and let Nezek happen on Monday. That's his first defiance. After Nezek number two on Monday, he was warned, and then he let it happen on Tuesday. So the third Nagicha is the second defiance of Basin. And then the third Nagicha, the fourth Nagicha happens on Wednesday, but that's his third defiance of Basin. And then the only time that he has defied Basin for a, for a post third, for a fourth time, would be upon the fifth Nagicha. And no one tells us you have to wait for the fifth Nagicha. 
So Tosos rejects that, and we saw the Rabbeinu Peretz trying to defend that, and, and we, we also defend it. Maybe you're not trying to turn the person into a based in the fire. You're just trying to turn the person into a schlepper. You know, if you don't watch your animal on Sunday, you're probably a schlepper, because most people are more conscientious. Then, you didn't watch it on Monday, and we prove that you're an even greater schlepper. And it, not someone who defies basin, just someone who's so grossly negligent that normally, Adam, when your animal goes and eats, you're not considered a gross and you're a regular poshia. But if repeated actions, you're not on top of the animal, you become a gross. Now, by shane and regular, you're also a gross poshia after three times, but we cap out at 100, like we're not going to do anything more. But by Tom, you're not really that much of a poshia until, but after we come and you stand in basin, it's not just expectationally Hillel, that your expectations are higher and therefore it's Beinezek Shalem. It's you are now called someone that hasn't listened and doesn't take heed and is a social menace and doesn't care about other properties. It's turning you into a Russia. It's turning you into someone that's antisocial, not antisocial, but socially corrosive. Not just someone that's poshia with his animal. So Behoor means we're turning you into someone that doesn't care about your society, and we never make you pay because the animal's a mazik, because we can never change an animal into a mazik for caring, because there's always going to be irregular and abnormal. We're trying to change you. Who do we see this most prominently and who remembers? Not just Tosvos rejecting it, or Bainu Paris trying to solve it, but there was one shita that we alluded to and it led us in this direction, the Rambam. The Rambam quotes the case. The Gemara has a case where each successive set of Adim tell the owner you have an animal in your corral that did damage on Monday. We don't know what animal that is. And then on Tuesday, you have an animal in your corral that did damage. We don't know the animal. Then on Wednesday, you have an animal that did damage. Right? Shor negachna islecha bebikricha on davchav According to most Rishonim, what happens after they say there are three Edus? They all get together on Thursday. So, by the way, we didn't really know, but now we know it was this animal. So during the process, they didn't know for all sorts of Adam Zamanim needs. But after the process, they all get together. Oh yeah, it was that animal. We saw the animal walking around with a little red potter in its nose, a little sweat in its eyebrow, whatever. Yeah, we know that's the animal. And you, Hillel, now know that you don't have an animal or animals. You just know that you have your animal, but during the process of Adam, we didn't condense it on one animal. Again, for the Adam Zamanim purposes, how can they group team together? The Rambam made it sound like no. That if on Monday I say, so David, you have a damaging animal. Then on Tuesday, I say, so I'll dive with damage. I don't know which one. Then on Wednesday, damage again. And we never find out there was one animal. But since you heard about your corrals, animals damaging, and you never watched it more capably, you have to pay Nezik Shalem, which is an amazing chiddush and shifts the entire conversion from animals, because we're not focusing on one animal, to the person. Literally, Vihuad Bivav, which is a major, major shift in Bavakama. I can't make you pay Nezik Shalem for a Karen, ever. Karen is off the grid. I can say that you are so, so insensitive to society that you're going to pay Nezek Shalem when it happens. And I have to warn you three times in Basin. Okay? Guys, that's the second of four orbits of the Sugya. Orbit number one, how many? Orbit number two, Hasros. Clustered or not? Is that a universal question? Is it a Behuda question? And are we trying to, if we are trying to change the status, whose status are we trying to change? Question number three, which comes up in a brace, Derech Agav, on Daf Chavdalad, question number three is, what's the role of Basin? We all know the role of Basin. Basin needs to collect Adas. We need Adas to know what happens. Whether it's Sharamud, whether it's Chilu Shabbos, whether it's Halva, whether it's Hoda, we need Adas. I come and I say, Aliyah, you borrowed money. Aliyah looks at me and he's so... 
He's so dismissive. He doesn't even look at me. It's like he's making believe he's sleeping. <laughs> Never saw you, Tarragon. Never saw you in my life. He's not really sleeping, but he's just trying to play the role. So I heard from the Ola. So Elia wins because he's a muksuk. But if I want to take Elia's money away, I have to bring Adam. What I bring Adam? In Basin, there's nothing, nothing to see here. That you need Adam in Basin for Sharamud, nothing to see. Yet, the Brysa says, let's see the Brysa. What does the Brysa say? Tashma, about 12 lines from the bottom. Ein hashor nasemod, Okay, right. We need basin, right? And we need bailin because you can't provide aiders unless the defendant is there. This, why is the Brysa going out of its way to tell me this by Sharamod? And now what? The Bryce actually repeats it. This is what you need. You need X and Y, Bailam and Bastin. If you have Bailam without Bastin, doesn't work. Bastin without Bailam, doesn't work. Like the whole Bryce is redundant. We know this. More is no different. The answer is Avi, Ari could be. Because the Bryce's real purpose is to get to the fancy schmancy items. Okay, so it's just like an introduction. Four score and 20 years ago, our fathers, whatever. It's like my preamble. Now let's get to the heart. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Here's the heart of the matter of this Adam's own cookie case. Not all we shown and read it that way. And we're going to discuss three issues about based in an agent. Okay? The first issue, which is really the one that we shown and talked about, is the Muki Yosef. Even though normally you need to have the defendant in based in, Ain Makabam Adam Shlothne Baldin. There's a kula, bidiyeved, not really bidiyeved, but b'shasatchak, if the Adam need to get on a plane, if the defendant is sick. So if the Adam and the defendant can't both be in Bezin at the same time, you know what, we'll waive it. Let's see the Gemara Kuf Bezin at base. Kufiyud Bezin, I'm sorry. Kufid Bezim and Bez. Amar Ivashi, Amar Shaftai, about 12, 13 lines down. Mekabalin Adim Shlobethne Baldin. Rashi Kord Reb Shaftai, you can be Mekabal Adim Shlobethne Baldin. Toi Bar Rabbi Yochanan. Vichim Mekabalin Adim Shlobethne Baldin. Yochanan Esakasha. We know this halacha you're not allowed to. So what happened? Kibla Mine, Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanin. Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanin defended Reb Shaftai. He said, no, no, no. Kudron Shayahu Chola. The Baal Davar is chole. Oh, Eidav cholem. Or the Eidim gets sick. Oh, she Eidim abakshim lechem dinas hayam. Have to go away. Namely, lechatchila, we need to have the defendant facing the Eidim. Face the accusers. But the Eva, it's not really but the Eva, as you did already, but Shasad Chak is even more of a kula. If not everyone can get on the same page, go ahead. The Nebuchadnezzar Yosef says, yes, in Kolotar Kula. But not here. Call it Arakula, you need based in, in Baldavar and Adim, yeah. But if the guys are sick or on a plane, yeah, just come give the Adis. This whole Bifne Baldavar is only Lechadchil. Whereas by Sharamod, it's Me'akev. Why? Again, he doesn't tell us. But what he may be saying is, I think the Rev also, I think, he, I'm almost sure he said this. Is that unlike regular cases where Edim are just to bring evidence and to clear up what happened, whether Ilya owes me money or doesn't owe me money? In the case of Moor, the role of Basin is not just to listen to the testimony. The role of Basin is proactive. 
to generate a chaloshem. Chaloshem gets generated in Beistin. That's why you can't cluster the hasros, because the hasros create the shame what in the animal or in the person, whatever. And you need them to come day number one and say something, day number two and say something, day number three and say something. What creates the shame mood? Is it the nagichos that happen in the boring, or the nagichos are just the platform for creating indictment in Beisden? And once we create indictment, it's the public announcement of Beisden and accepting Edus. And nagicha happened, and nagicha happened, v'huad bivalav. You become a mood through Edus, it's double entendre, v'huad. How do you become a mood through Edus? Bivalav, with the Baal there. So if we're creating a status change, you need the Baal to be there, either because he's accepting the status change, as you would like to say, Henry, or even if he's not, he's representing the animal. This is how Reb Chaim understood Rava. That sounds like a very loaded question. <laughs> how did Reb Chaim understand Rava? So Rava came across with a very, 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 right, Baruch Hashem, Yitzchak, you're here because you're not allowed to learn Muad in Babel, in Chutzlars. That's just not true. Rava said in Parakachovel, Ein Muad Bavel. In Bavel, where they didn't have a basin of Smuchin, they were operating with Hegeotos, non-Smuchin, Dayanim, so there's a full range of Dinim that they can still adjudicate and supervise. But what they can't is, pay Daladam and Beis, let's all see, pay Daladam and Beis. What does Rava say? V'ha'amma Rava... Yama Rava, it's about, um, I don't know, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, about 16 lines from the bottom, the end of the line. Yama Rava, Ein Muad Bibava. You cannot generate an animal becoming a Muad in Bava. Like, why not? There are Batedinim, we can collect Chos, we can collect Halvals, like that. So Rashi gave a circuitous answer. Rashi says, well, since you can't collect chatzinezek tam in bavel, because that's a knas, and you can go off in knasas be bavel, so you'll never get to muad. Because they'll come for the first testimony, and they'll say, oh, hello, short tam, kill, we can't make you chatzinezek shalim. If we can't make you chatzinezek shalim, we'll toss the edus. So that we can't start the process, because to get to muad, you have to go through tam, and tam is a non-starter in bavel, says Rashi. Reb Chaim proved from the Rambam, because the Rambam doesn't go through Rashi's route, that the whole process itself, forget the fact that we can or can't be Mechaev Chazin Ezekhtam, the process itself of creating a muad requires a based in a smuchin. In order to convert animal slash person into muad, you need a based in with smicha, because only a based in of smicha is empowered to create status changes. This is a very, very, very old theory of Reb Chaim, and it's a theory that not just Reb Chaim, that when Beisden's role is just evidence collection, what happened, who did what to whom, then you don't need a Beisden of Smuchin. When Beisden's role is to create status changes, then you need a Beisden of Smuchin. For example, anyone studies Sanhedrin, it comes up a little bit like Mar Bavakama, then when we move to Bavel, we can collect Haldos and Halvals. Beisden, She'en, and Smuchin can supervise Haldos and Halvals, loans, but they can't supervise Gzelos Vachavalos. If someone's Chavel Vachavero, or someone stole, they can't be Mechaev. The Rav, I mean, it's not just the Rav, but because when Basin is supervising Odos, and Odos are just collecting Adis, who did what to whom? What's the Machayev of a Halva? The fact that you borrowed money. But when you're a Chovel, what's the Machayev? You're a Shame Russia. Who gives you the status of a Shame Russia? Basin. What type of Basin gives you the status of a Shame Russia? Basin is Mukhan. When you're a Gazlin, you're a Shame Russia. 
So if Mord is part of that Chalo Shame category, where Basin is not just collecting evidence, but Basin is creating a status change, then we understand why Rava said, Ain Mord Bababal, according to Rabchaim. According to Rashi, Ain Mord Bababal was technically, because this, that, that, we never get to Mord. Whereas according to Rabchaim, it sounded like Ain Mord Bababal, because Basin is proactive. Sounds like Rabchaim is very similar to the Rukiyase. Rukiyase says you need the setup, and the setup of Baldin facing Adem is Likuva, and Rabchaim said you need a Basin of Smuchin. They talked about separate things. They're really the same thing. How do you view a basin's role in creating a mord? A, Baldavra's Likuva. B, you need a basin of smukhin. We asked a secondary question to that. That secondary question was, assuming basin plays a proactive role in translating, tra- transforming the animal, the person, into a mord, is it basin or is it adim? So we saw two nafkaminas for whether it's adim or basin. One nafkamina is, can you make a mord of pihodas baldin? Let's say Hillel comes to base in three days and says, I'm an honest guy, I live in the five towns, I've got to come clean. Animal damage, Monday. Tuesday, animal damage. Wednesday, animal damage. We're not going to be high of you because Moriba can is put there, but can we collect all of your egos and say, okay, by the way, Thursday, we know your animal damage three times, you're going to have to be in pain as a shelling. Tosos and Daf Mem Aleph says, no. Just to see Tosos, let's try to just underline the Tosos and we've seen. Tosos and Daf Mem Aleph says, no way. You can create a more RP. Hadas Baldin. End of Tosos Dibra Maschal Meachar. Vigam Behara Gimel Pamim Apnei Baalav Lo Havi Muad. And he quotes our Gemara: Ein Hashor Nasem Muad Ad Sheider Bo Bethnei Baalim Bethnei Basedin. The Rebbeinu Parrot says you can make a Muad depending upon Pagnis Kenasa Pagnis Kenona Api Hadas Baldin. The second Raya we saw that it may be based in right. So if Hadas Baldin can create a Muad. Like the Rabbeinu Peretz, and you don't need Adim Hill, it's basically the based in. Whereas if Hadas Baldin cannot create it, then it's because you need the Adim, and Hadas Baldin, we don't have any Adim. So that's the question. Hadas Baldin, presumably based in still listening and pronouncing Shemur, just don't have Adim. So what creates the Buhad Bivala? The Adim or the based in that takes the Adios and creates the Shemur? We saw this in the most extreme Tosas, so this is the most extreme Tosas that we saw possibly the entire year. What happens if Hill's animal goes off on a goring spree? A racist goring spree. It hunts down non-Jews. The animals are racist. It just so happens that you're not going to pay all those Nazikin because we don't pay in those days. So it's not going to be a mood. Of course it's going to be a mood. Your animal's a terror. A racist animal and a terror animal. Of course, you have a bigger animal in your hands. And yet also says that you need, in Lam Neshed Jargon, you need Negicha Shulchiv. You need that all the Negicha should end up in an indictment. Negicha number one has to end up in an indictment. Negicha number two, let's see, Tosos Chatal Ramin Beis, Dibra Matzcha B'Makirin, V'Tema, D'Lo Meshani Sh'Makirin Asher Menugach, Inam Sh'Nagach Shor Shul Hefker, let's say your animal bullies Hefker Shores. Hefker Shores are not parents, they live alone, so your animal likes to bully weak Shores. Picks on all the Shor Shul Hefkers. Your animal's a bully. Doesn't make a difference. Tosa says, V'omeri, D'shema ein hada mo'elas ela b'vinei chiyuv. You need negichas of chiyuv. Why would you need negichas of chiyuv? So for sure, for sure, just a little bit seeing the forest moment, not losing sight of the forest by the trees. Yoni, the fact that you need negichas of chiyuv is clearly not that mood. It's just showing violent tendencies. It's more of halachic transformation. And it's a halachic transformation that happens in Basin. It's a halachic transformation that Basin creates. 
And if Basin never reaches an indictment, then their, their role has yet to really evolve. For Sanhedrin fans, that's a fascinating question. When does Basin start to get involved in the process? Could be until they give up Sakdin, then they're just listening to Eidos and asking questions. Basin's active role is only when they take the hammer. Not really. And they bang it on the gavel. And, oh, now Basin has given up Sak. So now Basin has said something. Basin. Okay? Guys, that's the third orbit. The first orbit, how many days? Second orbit, you dig out of Third orbit, what's happening in Basin? Fourth orbit, Okay, just to simplify for you, once you simplify, it's not that crazy. It's not that hard. You see four conversations taking place. Obviously, each conversation is somewhat extended, but there are four conversations that took place surrounding the nature of more. Okay, let's do this quickly. I see a lot of people are uh, getting ready for Shabbos. Okay, starting early on Shana B'Shabbos Zainag, Tainag, Lamed Zayin Lamed Zayin Aleph. If an animal gores three cows, is it a muad for lambs? If an animal gores three snakes, is it a muad for alligator? Whatever. Muad lamino, have a muad l'sheino mino. Repapa and his vid have a machlokas. The machlokas surrounds the Mishnah. Muad lamino ve'eno muad, or muad lamino eno muad l'sheino mino. Without getting into the gersels of the Mishnah, we suggested that Repapa makes more sense. If an animal gores three cows, it shows violent tendencies to cows, not necessarily violent tendencies to sheep uh, or to goats or to cow or to uh, dogs or cats. So her papa holds mord le mino, love him mord le sheino mino. The big question is how to explain her zvid. Why if an animal does a hundred gorings of a dog, is he chayv nezak shalem on the hundred and one the goring of a goat? Like, it, it's obviously this is a dog violence, not a goat violence. Why should you spread the scope to eno mino? We suggested that in zvid, that's the point. Because Mu'ad is not about developing or proving tendencies. If it would, then it would be limited to the species. be species-specific. Those of you who have lisps, it's a, like I still do, because I didn't really take my speech therapy seriously as I was playing like, well, Game Boy on, on the thing, like all well, you bozos. So this is a good sugya to try to work on your lisp. Species-specific. This is a species-specific sisha. A species-specific halacha, according to Rev. Papa. Why does a Zvid say it's not species-specific? The answer is because it's not about proving tendencies. It's about creating a shame mazik. And animals that do three damages are called a mazik. Once you're a mazik, you pay everything. Once you're a mazik, it's a universal status. And so you're a mazik for dogs and a mazik for cats. You're a mazik. The whole purpose is to show this is an animal that's dangerous. Once you're dangerous, you pay across the board. That's how we explain a Zvid. Now, there were problems with Zvid. There were two types of problems. One problem is there are two cases in Shas where Ibzvid doesn't go universal. We have to explain that. Who remembers the two cases? One case, Ibzvid doesn't say you're a universal mood. Remember? What? No, well, we didn't talk about that case, but the <coughs> case that we talked about, Mem, hey, I'm at bay, is anyone? <coughs> what? Karen, Karen, you mean Karen Small. Okay? <laughs> so, the Mem, hey, I'm at bay, the Gemara says, Rob says, actually, Mem, hey, I'm at bay, <coughs> okay, I'm a Rav. Five lines from the bottoms. I'm a Rav. Moored Lakaran Yemin, ain't more Lakaran Small. What do you mean, Ibzvid? If you're moored for dogs, you're moored for every animal. So why don't you say if you're moored for right handed gorings, you should be moored for left horned gorings? So we talked about the fact that if the Maisa Nagicha is different, then it's a Maisa, it's a Shemazik for a Maisa Nagicha Yemin, but it's not a Shemazik for a Maisa Nagicha Small, because those are different acts of damage. 
Rabbi Zvid won't say, Yehuda, that the animal is moored for Nagicha, that he pays Netzach Shem for, for Be'ita, right? It's only action-specific. If it performed the action three times, it's a mazik for that action. And Karen Yemin and Karen Zvall, just different actions. Similarly, what's the second problem with Rabbi Zvid? Where else do we not have universal moored application? Adam to Behemah, right? Moored Adam, love and moored Behemah, as the Gemara says on that base and mid-base. And Tosos, just to follow the Tosos in, Tosos already informs us on Lamid Zion, he would like to say that Reb Zvid is a universal moored and moored Adam, having moored Behemah, moored Behemah, moored Adam. But he says, Umiu, the end of Tosos, Shema Chazerba Reb Zvid Me'ahid, Elikaman, Kidiparachala Hassan, because of that base. It sounds like Reb Zvid holds that even though Muad Lamino, Havi Muad Lashino Mino, Muad Lebehima, love him Muad Liatam. Again, because goring an animal is a different mycenaeus than the goring a person, as we saw in the Gemara, because people can defend themselves, people can fight back, people have a mazala, whereas an animal is just it's like punching bag. And just, so just because you can punch a punching bag doesn't mean you could punch, I don't know, doesn't mean you could punch uh, Yosef, because Yosef will kill you, Yosef will fight back. But the punching bag is one thing. So the animal goes an animal, and it took its, it took its minds out of punching bag. The animal goes a person, a different mice and Ezek. So even though Rizvit has a universal shame mazik and universal Nezek Shalim, I thought it's the same mice and Ezek. Karen is different, you mean it's different mice and Ezek. Karen's well, Karen's well, more behemoth, more love is the same mice and Ezek. But who remembers which second case? This is the third case, right? second category. Rizvit says there's no universal more, that was even harder. Azariah, this was your moment. You went super alumnus on us. How come I remember your great moments, your highlights? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> How come if the animal, if the animal gores, shore, 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 becomes more for everything? But if on Sunday it gores a shore, and then on Monday it sees a goat and it doesn't gore, and then on Tuesday it gores a shore, and then on Wednesday it sees a dog and it doesn't gore, and then on Thursday it gores a shore, and then on Friday it sees a cat and it doesn't gore, then it's species specific. Right? So what does the Gemara say? Where is this Gemara? Tanarabanan. Okay. Well, well that's that's his veino. It maribs vidamar vienomod. Even though minastam you're more mino, but if you're vienomod, namely you saw other species and you didn't gore, even though you gored three shvarim, you're not a mord for anything beyond shvarim. So how would ribs vid allow, on the one hand, universal muad? You gore three shorestam, you become a universal muad. But if in between goring three shores you see other species and you withdraw, the animal withdraws, you're not a mord. So as I wanted to say, there's a hello shame tam, if I remember correctly. I wanted to say that maybe in Abzur there are two types of mord. Namely, brisker utopia is a muad hergel, or is a mord hello shame. Maybe the tzved even the two types of mord. Irregular muad says Abzvid, that will be a hello shame. A muad who you can't give a chalashnei mazik because it wore different people in between, then abstain, that would just be hergel, and the hergel has been proven only for shvar. Namely, there's nothing telling me in this system of muad that we're still trying to unfurl, there could be two ways in theory to get to Nezik Shalim. One way is to prove violent tendencies and escalate your pshia. One way is to convert the animal to a mice and to a shei mazik to pay Nezik Shalim. If Rebzvid has two different muads with two different parameters, are they reflective of two different categories of mord, right? This is a really, really deep moment in mord. Zvid has two different types of mord based on, uh, and with different categories. Then we said, okay, that makes sense. And Rav Papa, Rav Papa, who we thought made so much sense, remember we just played the ping pong game, and Papa makes the most sense, give us for Zvid. Then we give us for Zvid, let's go back to Rav Papa. Rav Papa says you're only a species-specific mord. If you go three animals, three shvarim, you're not a mord for anything else. Okay, it makes sense, because it's all hergel and tendency and whatever. 
But what's the one case where you do become a super mort according to your papa? And remember, what's the one case you do universal mort? Shor, no. Gemara. Shor Gemara Gamal. Gemara says in the bottom, look at the bottom. The Imtim Salomer, three lines to the bottom. Mamed Zayin, Nami Isa Ladre Papa. Okay, even if we hold like Re Papa, Nagach, Shor Chamor Vegamal, Nasimur Lako. So, why, if you switch up the victims, you become a universal mort? So, one way to understand this, and this will be the end of the Shear, is okay, because your tendencies for violence are probably species independent. If you gored a Shor, and you gored a Chamor, you gored a Gamal, which is a violent animal. So even if Mord is just Hargel, like we sense in Repapa, and that's why normally Shor, Shor, Shor only establishes Hargel for Shvarim, here, Shor Hamar Gamal probably establishes the proofs Hargel that's universal. Or, Repapa says, no, 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 no. Normal Mu'ad is just Hargel, and that's why it's species-specific, because the Hargel is limited to the species. But if you start playing the field and going everything in sight, you are a supermasic. If you go everything you see, then you're a supermasic, and a supermasic is universal Chiv for everything. So we have two ways to understand. I'll put it on the board because it's a nice, nice little mini Chakira. When Rav Papa says, Muad lemino dafka, but Shor, Chamor, and Gamal is Muad Lakal, what did he mean? Because there's a Hergel, expanded Hergel, or because now you are a super Shame Mazik, because you gore everything in sight. What's the Nafkamina? The simple Nafkamina? Let's give you the simple Nafkamina. We'll go into the hard one. Come on, guys. This is simple. We're not leaving this in. No, no. That's the show. We'll be at Tobasah, right? Okay. Is it an expanded Haragel, or is it a super Mazik? What happens after a gore is a shore, a chamor, and a gamal? What happens for a cat? Say, so if we've expanded the Haragel because of shore, chamor, and gamal, we've expanded it beyond shore, it probably applies to chamor and gamal. But a cat, not. Or let's say more than a maturing tiger, whatever. More than a shochamor and gamal. Whereas if we just create a status change that creates universality, then it expands beyond. Sounds like Machalokas Rambam Magid Mishnah, or Magid Mishnah Zika the Rambam. But other nafkaminos. Okay? So when we finish the sugya, we sort of like get this whole map in our heads. The last three months, or the last two months, should now be mapped. The last two months, essentially, what have we learned? Shane Varegel, Eish, and Shar Mord, and then Ravikei, Tochi Adam Amasek. And especially, that's what makes Bavakama, this is like the compensation for not having the Ramban in Bavakama. I've been lamenting, in fact, we don't have a Ramban all the time. But the payback is, in Bavakama, it's much more suited for creating these mega sugyos and just putting 10, 15 sugyos into your mind. And it's easier to remain, easier to retain, easier to remember. If you put Sveros together, then we've had five. Sveros, Shein Vregos, Shesarabim, Eish, Sharamod, Adonamasa. Those are like the five pillars. Achamisha Devarim, Parakshani Omeg, on these five circuits. Okay, let's talk very, very briefly, and I'm going to make you challenge. Yes, Azaria. So, if we're saying our Papa and Rav both have a two track model, like, well, I, how are we saying it's like it's not a 